Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I have a lovely picture in front of me of six medals. John, I didn't know this. John Finn, when a person reaches their 100th birthday, well, we know they get a check from the president. It's a check for €2,500 or something like that. It's called the Centenarian's Bounty. But they get something else as well, John. Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Yes, indeed, they do. And it was something that we weren't aware of. Um, as you say, when my mother reached her 100th birthday in 2016, she got the check for 2,540, courtesy of uh, the president, Michael D. Higgins. And that was great. And it is a fantastic uh, thing for the Irish government to do for centenarians. But to our surprise then, <clears throat> the following year, which was 101, she got a medal. And she's received a medal from the president's office every year since. And, of course, now that she's turned 106, wow. uh, she has six of these medals, which I think is a lovely, lovely gesture indeed, like, you know. And when, when, did great, she turn, uh, when did she turn 106, John? Pardon? When, when did she turn 106? On the 28th of February. Funnily enough, family tradition has it that she was born on the 29th of February. Uh, but uh, apparently the, the lady in the register office, when I was looking for her births out there some years back, said that the practice back then was that children born on the 29th of February were invariably put down as being born on the 28th, so that they would have a birthday every year, probably, like, you know. So be that as it may, the 28th of February, she certainly passed the 106 mark, and she's still hanging in there, fair do Yeah, tell me about her. What's her name? Tell me a bit about her. Her name is Nora Finn, and she was born in Warden in Ballamacoda, on the 28th of February, on the 29th in 1916. Um, and she's lived a long and fruitful life. She was asked some years back what was the secret of her longevity. And she said, fresh air and hard work. And there's no doubt but that she had plenty of both in her time. Yeah. So, yes, uh, she, uh, you know, she's a great testament to, um, you know, good uh, outdoor living, yeah. uh, good physical exercise and fresh air um, and, uh, you know, little luxury in her life growing up as the vast majority of people born back then would have had gone through lots of tough times. Uh, one of our earliest memories, funnily enough, is at the age of five, when she was, when it would be 1921, she remembers 
standing in the little acre outside her father's cottage out in Ballamacoda. And she was suddenly told by whoever was with her to uh, hunch down quickly because there was a lorry load of black and tans coming down the road. And the danger was that she might, they might have taken a pot shot of anybody standing up in the field. And it's extraordinary, I think, you know, that a woman is still alive uh, with a kind of, if you could call it, a direct connection with that kind of era, wow. which most people would regard as ancient history almost now at this stage. But yeah, there I are mean, people if, still if alive what she lived uh, through, who lived through that. Yeah, if you look at what she lived through, born in the year of the Rising, lived through all the, Correct. the black and tan era, lived through yes. the first pandemic, the, 20, the 1919 flu pandemic, lived through two world wars, particularly the emergency and the effect of it here. And she's been through the whole development of modern Ireland. She, she must has. be a mine she of has. stories. She, she, she is, uh, well, at least was um, for the last couple of years now. She's in her own little world yeah. and she's very frail. But uh, she did have a mine of stories. And what I used to do when I visited her in the home that she was in at the time, I used to set my phone to record and ask her about, about details of her life going way back when. So I've got a collection of those stories now yes. on my phone. And I think that is something that anybody with an, an aged relative should do really because they're all walking history books if you wish and they have a wealth of stories that you know need to be recorded um, for future generations and uh, you know I think it's, it's a worthwhile thing to do There, That's a lovely lovely idea and a super super idea So John the, the six medals that she has they're treasured they're to be mm. treasured She used to be treasured are, Lord knows are. but they're to be treasured they are, they are. And now, in in the overall scheme of things, you could say it's a you know it's a minor detail, but nevertheless, uh, it it is a lovely gesture. And I remember even when she got the check from the president's office, there was a, a letter with it, and it wasn't the usual kind of civil servant. Uh, Jingoese, uh, uh, or jargon, I should say. Mm. It was, it seemed, it looked very like that it had the stamp of Michael D. Higgins on it, that, that he must have had some kind of input into the drafting of such a letter. Because just as you mentioned there, what she had lived through, that letter, more or less, almost verbatim, um, mentioned the same things. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of thought goes into it. Mm. And incidentally, what people may not be aware of, I think, Every person born in Ireland, even somebody who might have only been taken away from the country at the age of six months or whatever and lived in Australia for the rest of their lives, when they reach 100, they get the check also because they're an Irish citizen. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it, it's a lovely thing. And you mentioned about the Michael D writing those letters. It is said, yes. look, I have not, I've, I've interviewed Michael D as president once or twice, but I remember in his days yes. as an active politician, I would have interviewed him many times. It, it is said that uh, he does take a personal interest in, in all of these individual yes. letters as, as they go past his desk, which is lovely. There's a caller on the phone That's says, great. you should make a small book out of the stories. I'd buy it, and I'm sure True. a few more would too. True, true. Uh, the one thing also, by the way, you know, you hear of people talking about the good old days and people looking back, looking at the past 
through rose-tinted glasses. Mm. She was never like that. Uh, when she'd recount some incident that what happened way back in the past, she was always end up the story by saying, God, there were awful times. You know, and there were, as you mentioned there, PJ, you know, the First World War, the Second World War, the uh, the mean years of the 1950s in Ireland, mm. where our husband, my father, had to go to England alongside thousands of others to get work, etc. Etc. And things only improved really in this country, as you well know, from the 1960s onwards. Mm. But for you know, for the first fifty years almost of her life, uh, it was a, a, a very tough time to yeah. be living in this country. It was There's a no grinding kind of a poverty, wasn't there, John? There was. There was a grinding poverty there. And, uh, you know, uh, it's easy to look back, as I say, through uh, rose-tinted glasses, but we have to be realistic and appreciate the fact that people like my mother and people of that generation <clears throat> went through tough times. And, you know, we have problems, as we all know, in this country, housing and all the rest of it. But it was nothing like as bad as it was way back in the 20s and the yeah. 30s and the 40s. And you know what? And we have to be put put things in perspective, I think, really, you know. Indeed, indeed. And it's people like your mum that, that helps us and have helped us to do that. John, congratulations to her so. on reaching the great Thanks, age of 106. And treasure those medals and treasure your mum and treasure her memories and treasure those stories. Thank you, John Finn, and our congratulations to Nora Finn. Nora Finn on reaching the grand old age of 106 years on the 28th of February. Courts 96 FM.